When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code POD to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code POD at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code POD. What is up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. My name is Craig. Some people call me Axe. And over here, you got Barry. Well, oh, you were going to introduce me this time? Yeah, actually, I had a special way to fucking introduce you. The last couple of weeks, you like hesitated. And I was like, oh, maybe I should have jumped in. I'm going to jump in tonight. And I picked the wrong night to do that. Let's start over then. Yeah. What is up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. (laughs) It's extra hard when Barry's involved. My name is Craig. Some people call me Axe. And on the other mic, the guy who seemingly gets worse and worse every week when it comes to the technical side of this shit. I've been waiting like 25 minutes for him to just get his computer working. It's always something. Technically unable, Barry. I accept that. The fuck was going on with your computer? You know, I always test the microphone. Like I'll do like a five second recording and I wasn't getting any audio from it. And I couldn't figure out why. You know, I had the, these new cheap headphones that I was using last week and, and you had the, a good idea, which I thought was to just use wired headphones. I'm in front of the laptop anyway. But Mm -hmm. I still couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting a recording from the mic. And I think it was, even though the mic was plugged in, I think I accidentally had it off. All right. You know what? It's it's fucking boring anyway. We're available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. And every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, we are on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Please visit our Patreon website, www.patreon.com backslash hardnickslife for exclusive content. This Friday, my technically unable man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this Get the fuck in there, Barry. I waited 25 minutes for you to get your sound working, your mic working. You might as well speak at some point. Well, you had to rush at the last minute. Like, you were watching the game on delay, as was I, but you were behind me. And you you had four minutes left to go in the game. You told me you weren't even sure yet if we were going to do it. And then all of a sudden, you text me, okay, be ready. Be ready in five minutes, you text me. All right, this Friday night, Knicks watch party. We got the Knicks and the Spurs, and we're all getting together at John Sullivan's Bar and Grill, 210 West 35th Street, starting at 8.30. We got Knicks Film School, Jonathan Macri, Knicks Fan TV, Nick of Time Show, Posting and Toasting, Locked on Knicks, Gotham Sports Network, Barry, myself, many others. A lot of Knicks fans. A lot of Knicks fans. There's gonna be a lot of Knicks fans there. You know, give your give yourself a little joy in this miserable fucking season, and just commiserate with all of us this Friday night. And we're deep enough down in the tank standings that we can root to win and not have to forfeit anything. We got these tank standings lo- on lockdown right now. It's not even fucking close. <laughs> Right, that's why I'm rooting the, to win. Give me something. Dude, I'm so depressed. I'm not rooting for anything. I'm just staring at the screen blank. Blank. <laughs> <laughs> this is season two, episode. episode. What the fuck, bro? 
It's my you, you, I get the episode. You have no right. You have no right, Barry. I've been doing it all season. What to you criticize me tonight? All of a sudden, you're going to take the episode. I wasn't. I I, I wasn't taking the. I said episode. Oh, you're going to give me the and, number, just the number. Yeah you, yeah, you can say just numbers tonight. That's bullshit. <laughs> just fucking I, do it. I don't ask for much on this podcast. I ask to give oh, out the boy. schedule at the end, and I ask to get the episode out. Episode thirty-five. Play it. Don't fucking tell me what to do, Barry. This is season two, episode 35. I'm taking away your whole thing. This is going to be one of those episodes, Barry. I can feel that it is. This is Randy from North Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years. Hey, Craig and Barry. This is Rock from City Australia. I'm from D.C. Hey, guys. Steve this here. Manny from Stanford. Calling all the way from Palm Springs, California. It is a hard. It's a hard. It is a hard. Knicks. Knicks life. Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. Barry, is this fucking season almost over yet? Sort of. Is it? I can't do it any longer. I can't do this. I cannot do it any longer. I can't. Seventh loss in a row tonight against Indiana. We haven't seen Frank in like 20 games. Yeah, that's that's depressing. It is. Did you, did you have any idea when he tweaked his groin or whatever he did 20 games ago? He sort of disappeared out of the game. No one even noticed he got injured, I think, besides me. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. I, I do. I do. I pointed out on Twitter. I said, the locker. oh, my God, I think Frank hurt himself. And everyone was like, what? No. That feels like it was three months ago. Crazy. And I thought he'd be back, you know, back playing in less than a fortnight. That's two weeks. If you didn't know. Is it? Yeah. That's what I fortnight mean. That was an SAT word before it was a video game, man. Well, is how many games we have left in the season, dude? It's really this is I'm I'm miserable. Are you miserable? I'm miserable. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm miserable. Do you look forward to these games anymore? This game against the Pacers tonight. Dude, the only thing that got me excited and this is pathetic is seeing if Mitchell Robinson could finish with more blocks than Miles Turner. That I know. was all I cared about. I know. That was all I fucking cared about. That was a big storyline going into the game <laughs> that we have to create for ourselves. And I was sad. I was actually weirdly satisfied that he had three blocks and Turner had two. Yeah. In a matter of what, 12 <laughs> minutes, 12, 13 minutes. Ugh. And we're three games up in the tank. Should we talk about the Pacers game? Do we need to? Listen, first of all, this is going to be a different kind of show. I think we probably only have a few shows left in the season. These games are horrible to watch. We are horrible. I don't even care if we don't talk about the Knicks at all this entire episode. Why? We don't need to analyze these games anymore at this point, dude. Does it matter? It doesn't matter. We're going to start analyzing players, half of which we don't even know if they're going to be here next year. Most likely they're not. So let's talk about your son. (laughs) You told me something bad happened with your son. I told you he got reported to his school by his bus driver. Would you like to elaborate on that? (laughs) <laughs> he got yeah, reported so, to his school by his what grade is he in he's in third grade he got in trouble with the school bus driver for something he did on the bus yeah he, he you know my wife is always there to get him off the bus and the bus driver called her onto the bus and said look i'm oh, gonna no. have to report your son <laughs> to the school oh my god so the bus driver didn't she the bus driver didn't want to just talk to your wife he told your wife he was going to report your son to the school yes so that i have bad. to he said, I have to report your son to the school. I got in trouble once 
in school with the bus driver. So did I. For, for this was ridiculous. The bus dropped dropped us off on the corner. Me and my brother. It was actually a, like a camp bus. And as the bus drove away, I kicked some loose rocks in the street towards the bus. Oh. I, it didn't even. But it, it didn't right. kick up right. high or anything. <laughs> right. And the bus driver stopped, backed up in reverse, and yelled at me. And said that I could have got a rock stuck in the tailpipe. <laughs> and that I needed to go home and tell my parents exactly what I did. How old were you? I was like 17. <laughs> I don't know. I was probably like 12. Yeah, I once, you know, wrote on the back seat of a bus, you know, the back of the seat. And I got in trouble you, for that. What'd you write? Probably wrote like my fucking name, you know. I probably wrote like Barry was here, W U Z. Okay. And what'd your what'd your son do? My son told Emily that he was going to burn down her house. What? <laughs> Barry. That reminds me of Christy Smith from high school, who told me once she wanted me to drive my car off a cliff and die. <laughs> different no not really she was like six, 17 at the time right that, that is a but that those are dark thoughts I don't want to freak seniors you out in high school. I don't want to freak you out about what could be going on in your son's mind but there's nothing wrong with my son's mind <laughs> he All wants right? to burn Emily's house I don't even know who he Emily is he doesn't want to burn her house like he, a lovely girl. he said he would burn her house down <laughs> Yeah, you know, so my wife spoke to him, you know, inside the house. He was, you know, he cried a little bit. He was upset about it. Um, so then I get home late, you know, from work. But, you know, I'm <laughs> home there as they're going to bed. So I go in there and I, and I say, kids, you know, because my daughter, who's, who's only six, she sleeps in the same room as him. And I said, I want to tell you guys a story. And I proceed to tell them basically a story of a shooter going into a school and shooting up a bunch of other kids. This is what Hold I'm on. telling my little Barry, kids right what, before uh, bedtime. What? what? Why? <laughs> what? What? So I tell them this and I say, yeah, it was really horrible. It was awful. And I said, but the police caught the guy that did it. You know, and it was one of the students. They caught him and they went back to school the next day and they questioned the other students. If they had any idea that something like this might happen, the student said, yeah. I mean, he said he was going to do it just the other day. And the police said, well, why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you report it? And they said, oh, I thought he was kidding. And I said, that's why everything that you say like that gets reported. And I know you're a sweet boy. I told them, I know you're, you're kind. You're just joking. And it was a bad joke, but they don't know that. And they have to report it. And I said, and what would happen if Emily's house did burn down? And they heard you saying that. They're going to think it's you. I said, you can't say stuff like that. Hold on, hold on. I don't want to, I don't think we should talk too much about this. That was not a he wasn't it was a joke. It was a bad joke. He see the thing is whether you call it a joke or not he lies all the time. Like little lies that don't that meaningless little lies. Does he have a crush on Emily? Who the hell knows? I don't know. The <laughs> he next didn't day ask the vice why he didn't ask why he said that? I didn't. The, the next day the vice principal asked him why he said it and he told the vice principal that he saw a house burning down on News 12. So he said so maybe that's why I said it. I don't know. But again, the school knew that he didn't have any, you know, 
that it's not like he was a 14 year old saying that he's going to burn somebody's down house down. He's eight years old. But listen to this. So the next day after school, it's like five o'clock. And all of a sudden, like a fire chief car, like really fast pulls into my driveway, the lights on three more fire trucks pull up in front of the house. I'm like, Oh my God. Are they here like send my kid like a message like about what happened? And then they go into the house next door. It just so happens that next door, like their oven was smoking and like went on fire. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Meanwhile, me and my son are both thinking that they're coming here for him. But I said to Trey, I said, Trey, what if that was Emily's house? And just yesterday you said that you were going to burn it down. What what do you think the police would think? They would come for you. You know, so I, I think he got the point. Yeah, I thought you were about to say that they, the firemen like knocked on your door and they were like, listen, son, fires are very serious. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> I was like, this is overkill. You're sending the whole fire department. All right. So hopefully he was joking. I don't know what kind of joke that is, but. Kids say dumb things, man. <laughs> I guess. Especially, especially my kids. <laughs> <sighs> so what, uh, what else is going on? You know what's annoying me in these fucking Nick games? People talking sports in a fucking Kia. That really annoys me. No? People talking sports in a Kia? You have not seen these commercials during the game? I fast forward through all the commercials, no. Oh, sometimes they show clips from this show while the game action is going on. You haven't caught that. This show on MSG... Like oh, fans I guess so. In a Kia yeah. talking yeah. about sports. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And they'll put that in the fucking box on the screen while play is going on. That's for like ridiculous. a minute. You know, tonight during the Pacers game, this is the kind of stuff we're going to talk about. I Little think. things that we pick up on? Little things. I got one too, but you go ahead. I noticed what you said last week about how Clyde is saying people are uh, vintage. Ugh. He said it against the Pacers. He said, <laughs> we're seeing vintage knocks tonight. <laughs> so I thought of you. <laughs> yeah. Because that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Vintage knocks from what, pre-Summer League? <laughs> Is that what we were seeing? He also called Dennis Smith Jr. the po- our point guard of the future. Oh, easy, Clyde. He should, he should fucking slow down with that. Yeah, absolutely. You want to say that in August, September? Fine, if there's reason to say it. But until July 1st and you know, soon thereafter, keep your mouth shut, Clyde. 14 games left in the season. There's no reason to be making statements like that right now. While we're talking about Clyde, this was great. This was in the Sacramento game. You know like when um, the Knicks make like a bonehead play and Clyde's like, whoa! <laughs> like whenever they do something stupid and the other team like makes a play, making them look bad. He's just like, whoa. Yeah. So that happened on the Knicks were on defense. And Robinson, told, uh, one somebody totally lost his man right under the basket. He was wide open. And Clyde goes, whoa, because he was about to get an easy layup. And Robinson fucking shot back and blocked that shit. Yeah. Right on Robinson top of Clyde. Oh, it was great. <laughs> Clyde's not a real announcer. Let's face it. He just <laughs> He's just there like a fan reacting. When Clyde's dead, there's just going to be a box with a, like a hundred buttons because he always says the same the same things. So oh, yeah. after any play, you just push a button, you know, and he could say, you know, <laughs> and there'll be a phrase from Clyde. It'll be Mike Breen in a box. Yeah, courts fifty feet wide, but not wide enough. Right. Every fucking time. Ugh. 
That's a great idea. There probably there probably will be a box of audio even when they replace him. Where they'll they'll just play drops from Clyde, right at the right times. Oh, the Knicks transgressions. <laughs> the neophyte, shut up with the neophyte. He never called. He never calls Frank a neophyte. He did last year, all the time. Did he? Yeah, all the time. Dude, Dolan. We got to talk about Dolan. This whole thing with this fan. Sell the team. Anything I should sell the team? You want to not come to any more games? Why? That's rude. It's an opinion. Uh, no, it's not an opinion. And you know what? Enjoy watching him on TV. Him. Him. What? Bring up yeah. Him. Hold him for Kevin. Hold him for Kevin. Hold him for Kevin. What's your take on that? Because I honestly don't even give a shit that he's banning some fan for telling him to sell the team. What I care about is there's very little time left in the season. And everything you hear is about how it's possible that Kyrie and Durant could be coming here. Unless the Knicks front office or the organization royally fucks up in some way and scares them off. And Dolan just needs to shut the fuck up Go away. Go lock him. Someone needs to lock him in a room somewhere. Because it's moments like that that get caught on tape that just bring all this negativity and bad press back to us when we don't need it. It's not going to do us any good. Is this guy a fucking moron? I heard a great point today where it's possible it could have just done the opposite. Um, It was actually Don LaGreca on the the K-Show after the interview. He, He said that if Kevin Durant did see this video and Dolan banned a fan for talking up, Kevin Durant probably loves that because that Kevin Durant's just as sensitive when people are coming at him or reporters are coming at him. So the fact that they kick people like that out, that's not a negative to Durant. I don't, that seems crazy. Well, that's a, I don't think it's the opposite. I don't think he's going to look at that and, you know, think negatively about it. But it's just, it gets all this bad press. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's negative you know? attention, for sure. Definitely and the way Dolan, the way Dolan went after this this guy, right? Because it's, it's not like the guy was throwing ice at him. It's not like the guy was cursing profanities at him. It wasn't they had like a ultra civil heated. conversation, essentially. <laughs> right. But the way Dolan heard him say like so, so the Knicks, and then Dolan like his ears perk up and he smiles with his fucking big white teeth. Yeah. It goes over there. Yeah. yeah. Waves him over. Come here. Little, because he's a little man, you know, who can, when he's at the garden owning the Knicks, he can pretend like he's the king, essentially. And then they call over this, they get some Kevin guy to take care of him. Like the fucking mob. It's just not a, it's just not a great, it's not a great look for us. At a very fragile time for our franchise. This could be a make or break off season. It's going to be either we make it, we make. Does that make sense? <laughs> it's going to be either we make or we break. <laughs> and break would be we don't sign anyone. We don't get Zion. We don't get RJ. We get stuck with like the fifth pick. And dude, if you think this season is bad... It'll be if if that's the case, it's gonna be the same 
It's going to be a replay. There's no reason. There's season. no reason to say that it won't be. You're absolutely right. If we don't land anybody, and yeah, and we get stuck with a like a, a five pick, like you said, yeah. There's no reason why it's going to be any better than this year. And I mean, I've been hanging my hat on this upcoming summer. This was the summer that that's gonna that's gonna change the Knicks franchise. This is the summer we're gonna go out and get somebody. And now we have the room to get two people. And then for it to fall flat and nothing to happen, it's gonna be a real miserable summer if that happens. Yes, we need to get. We have to hit on one of the two things. It's either the the lottery or the free agents. Right. But there's a the good chance we strike out on both. That's right. The lottery, even though the lottery, even if it's Zion Williamson, doesn't mean we're making any fucking playoffs or anything like that. Let's not get over our heads here. But it means that this team is still on the right direction and it makes it palatable that there is some brightness to our future. And maybe it maybe it's even more satisfying that it's going to be even more homegrown. If we get Zion or RJ, there's at least a little something to look forward to next season. It'll at least keep us interested for a while. Anyone else in the draft, even John Morant, like it doesn't matter. Because if we get, let's say we get Morant, he's going to have no one to pass to anyway. And then we'll just still have this little bit of a glut at point guard. Am I too greedy? Am I too greedy from wanting more scoring from Mitchell Robinson? I know we've got this great, great rookie sensation. Um, You know, again, defensive player possibilities. One of the best shot blockers in the league. He's rebounding the ball now. Uh, He's getting smarter. But, you know, he's had a great, great stretch of games. And he's still averaging only about 10 points a game in like these last bunch. Am I too greedy for wanting more? I want him scoring 18 points a game. You know what? They have been they haven't been doing well lately getting him the ball. Whether it's for alley oops on the pick and rolls, no one seems to be finding him lately. A big part of that dude is that there's really no true point guard on this team. Still, maybe Dennis Smith Jr. turns into something at some point, but right now he's not that guy. Moutier fucking sucks. Sucks, dude. This whole game. I was and and his numbers didn't even line up to it because I'm watching him and he's horrible and he makes like these three like amazing shots like I'm not even talking about the end of the game that one you know when they when they when they when they brought it within three like he had like just like like these circus shots that he was making and he still fucking sucked you're right he's horrible awful stupid Thank- Thank God this is a long season, Barry, because at the midway point uh, we might have signed Moutier to a long term deal. But at least we're seeing everyone's true colors at this point. Moutier fucking blows. We still have no point guard on this roster. Right. And Dennis Smith Jr., he's just dumb. He makes a lot of dumb, bonehead plays. How many times are you going to leave your feet with nowhere to pass the ball to? How many times yeah, am is, I going to see that? How many he is, times am I going to see you run into traffic? Yeah. He's constantly turning the ball over, he, passing it right to the other team. He's got these flashes you know, of, uh, not greatness. He's got these flashes of, of, of goodness. Right. And yet, the other half of the time that he's out there, he looks like a boy in a man's league. 
He's he he's young. He still has a ton of potential, dude. I can't put him down that much because he's in that same age range as Knox. Frank, sure, it's his sophomore you know, year. Mitchell. But you cannot look at any of these guys and know that they are our point guards of the future, like Clyde said about Dennis Smith Jr., which is ridiculous. So yeah, when we I, I cannot wait to get a real fucking point guard on this team that has the ability to just throw it up to Mitchell or run a pick and roll. Or knock down a three. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think Mitchell could put the ball in a lot more than he than he has been. And he does not take I mean, all he does is layups and dunks right now. And I've seen him. You see his free throws. They're pretty good. They've gotten much better. Are you kidding me? Night and day. I've seen clips of him in high school. He shoots. For whatever reason, he's holding that back from his game right now. But if he works on that in the summer and he comes back confidently next season and can just get some sort of mid-range shot into his game. I think he's shooting 100% from mid-range. <laughs> is he what one is he? for one? One for <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I know. At least as of uh, like last week, there was one shot he took out of the paint, which he hit. <laughs> if he can add something to his offensive game that isn't just a dunk or a layup off a rebound, yeah, I mean, I mean, you would think he could will easily score more points. I feel like that's going to happen at some point. Yeah, even but even if he's doing it the way he's doing it, I feel like he should be giving me eighteen points. He's just not getting. I mean, yeah. If he was getting the minutes, he would be Barry. He's getting yeah, like he's still getting limited twenty minutes, minutes I mean, tops a game. I mean, I mean, the last couple of games in, he put himself into the foul trouble, so that obviously contributed to it. DeAndre Points Jordan. Will, <laughs> yeah, there you go. DeAndre, what about? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Like I said, Barry, I'm not cutting any of this shit out tonight. It's too late, and you fucked me with the fucking computer and the audio. Why don't we both talk at the same time? All right? We're, that's like getting two podcasts in one if, we, if yeah. we both talk at the same time. Let's give it a shot. Ready? Yeah. DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan. Jordan. Oh, I'm going to talk about DeAndre. Okay. I'll talk about... Uh... All right, you talk about DeAndre Jordan. All right. DeAndre yeah, so, Jordan really um, likes to Trier pass. Had this Instagram I mean, not only do you have five where, um, assists tonight, but you see it every he, game. He posted, he's I don't know if you guys saw this traffic, post, but he had, getting people he held up KD. All right, shut up. This is ridiculous. Just go. What do you want to talk about DeAndre? The guy likes to pass. He does. I mean, and even before these five assists tonight, you see it. He's conducting traffic out there on the offensive end. He loves dishing mm-hmm. out the ball. That's what he had to say? Yeah, yeah, it's an observation, <laughs> <Yeah>. motherfucker. <laughs> I love, I fucking love DeAndre. <laughs> Stop looking at me like you're so angry with me. I love DeAndre. Me too. I want him back. He's you know great. what? I, I've mentioned this on the show before. I love DeAndre. Like, he dunks the ball over Miles Turner or whoever and then screams at the top of his lungs. <laughs> I love it. Like, for a moment, you forget that we suck, <laughs> you know? And you're like, DeAndre, don't you really... You're screaming like we even have a chance to win. Because the the rest of the Knicks really do have this... They have lost so much and it's been such a struggle the past however many years that they... It's ingrained like DeAndre in has that attitude. Like, Yeah, they're just like... They're just going about the motions, you know? They're not... 
getting really pumped up. Even when after a huge play, they don't get that pumped up. DeAndre's acting like a player on a winning team. And I feel like you need to go into every game feeling like you can win and you will win, even though you suck. But like, I don't see that from the Knicks ever. Right. Like most of these guys, they look like they know they're going to lose. You know, they block someone, they dunk over someone. They don't like Mitchell had some of it. Mitchell will, will trash talk, you know, do the shush signal. If he blocks someone, you know, wave his finger. But most of the Knicks, like Knox, you know, all the young guys, they just don't have that yet. And that's what I love about DeAndre. Mitchell next year is going to be a confident, antagonizing player. You know, not on the level of Joel Embiid, you know, not like quite like that. But I think he's going to take on some of those traits as he gets more comfortable. He sees, you know, how dominant, he, when he looks back at this season, he sees how dominant he was and how dominant he can be. And yeah, more of that's going to come out of him for sure. Yeah, he's got it in him. He is. <laughs> he is, has so much energy. He's just waiting and, because you, you know how it looks when, you know, a rookie, especially like on a shit team, you know, you can't trash talk because you, you'll be a joke yourself. But, you know, once they start making strides and he gets the recognition that he's going to obviously get because you can't ignore it. His uh his dark side's gonna come out. You can tell the players on the other teams respect him already. When you're that defensively dominant, getting the number of blocks he gets in the short time that he's in the games, he affects so much on the court. Especially defensively. The other day Fizdale had this comment that or someone did about, you know, when Robinson gets into actual like game shape because he his minutes might be a little limited because he does get so out of breath out there and fatigued. But dude, he is racing all over the court more than anyone on that team. He's in game shape. He's just putting in way more effort than anybody else. And the way he affects three-point shots, any shots in the lane, like you can see the way the other team's adjusting. Even their three-point shots, they're like lofting it way over, (laughs) like as high as they can. Yeah. He just affects so much, and he plays for like 20 minutes a game. It's amazing. It's a rookie that he's doing that. Are you nervous at all about that Chris Broussard comment from this week? No. About how he's heard that Kyrie and KD may be leaning away from coming to the Knicks? No, it it doesn't phase me one bit. Because last week you were telling me that I need to like, I think you said I needed help. Yeah, because you're you're basically writing it down in permanent ink right now that it's a done deal. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just a mind game that you like playing with yourself or it's if it's a superstition of yours or what. You know what or it is? I truly to, believe it. I need to make myself believe this to get through. If it doesn't happen on July 1st, I will deal with it then, but to get to July 1st, I need to believe it. I Dude, need to believe it. I'm tell and I'm telling you it's going to make it so much worse if it doesn't come through. <laughs> Is it? Absolutely. I mean, you're almost better off thinking the other way. This way you're happily surprised when it does happen. But it's making my time leading up to July 1st better. I might just have one day of pain if it doesn't happen. But these fucking five months leading up to July 1st, 
It's at least making it tolerable, Barry. Well, you know what? Obviously, you stopped reading The Power of Now because that's like the total opposite that that book is supposed to teach you. You're not, even if it's positive thoughts, you're not supposed to think about them if they lie in the future. Well, Power of Now doesn't work with the Knicks. It's the only part of my life that I, I there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I can do about it. I shouldn't even be watching fucking sports based on that book, probably, because they're, they don't do, why would I watch, why, like, why should I watch the Knicks? What are they giving me? How are they bettering my situation right now? Mitchell. <laughs> Mitchell. Yeah. Watching the things that he does and knowing that, I mean, unless the Knicks do something really stupid, he's going to be. In that uniform for the next, th you know, three years. Dude, all I have is Mitchell. I even, I even direct messaged his agent the other night. Mayor? Yeah. Had a nice back and forth with him. Nice. So Broussard saying they're leaning away doesn't mean... It, it's bullshit. Because I want to talk about that. It's, you know, nobody can even get Kyrie and KD to admit to anything. Yet Broussard has... Broussard has um, sources that are saying that even though they they were leaning towards New York, now they are leaning away. I mean, that sounds not believable at all. Right. Am I wrong? No, no, you're absolutely right. I don't, I don't believe it at all. You want to do some fucking voicemails? Yeah. Is there anything else we want to talk about before we get to voicemails? Because we have two. We have two people who called in. Which I'll take because it used to be like nobody. That's right. And we've had a hot streak lately. Keep it Macho going. Macho Man, these, I think these Macho Man did not call. Them. Macho Man did not call this week. Which I'm perfectly saying, cool with. Yeah, yeah, I'm not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. Maybe he's maybe he's just really upset about how he reacted to the Dangerfield. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to know. <laughs> we call that a yogi bear right here we got this one from ben hey craig and barry it's ben from staten island uh i just want to say it is a hard nick's life uh so this whole thing about lebron having a minutes restriction now you know the lakers are going to win the lottery right like that's what's going to happen they're going to win the lottery and they're going to draft zion and when that happens I've been a Knicks fan for 10 plus years. When that happens, I don't know if I can watch the NBA anymore. Because everything was set up for LeBron with Cleveland. Like, I'm not, you know, it's not a definite thing. But, you know, he left and then they won the lottery twice, right? I believe it was twice. They drafted Anthony Bennett. That, that was their bust, but they drafted Kyrie, right? So, if he, Gets his minutes restriction. They win the lottery and get Zion. I think I have to be fucking done. I don't think I can do it anymore. Like, if, if anybody else wins it, I'm not expecting the Knicks to get it. I don't think we have that kind of luck. But if anybody else gets it, I'm fine. But if the Lakers get it, I don't think I can do it. I, I just needed to let that out. You guys have an awesome podcast. Keep doing it. All right. So that's Ben. Right. ben. 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 Ben is going deep. Ben. Deep into depression right now, it oh sounds like. Ben, Worrying. Th 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 that was like a, a three-minute 
freaking voicemail on a hypothetical. All right? It's one thing to say it, that you have a bad feeling that the Lakers are going to get it. They're not getting the number one pick. All right? Even with them dropping like they are, and their odds are getting better to get a higher pick, they're not getting the number one pick. The Lakers right? right now, dude, have a 1.5% chance at the number one pick. And Ben, I understand that you feel that if the Lakers did somehow get lucky and end up with Zion, that you would be unable to exist anymore. I totally get that. But the fact that you're letting it hit you like this, like Barry said, this far in advance, when the the chances are so minute, dude. They have a 1.5% chance. They have a a 7% chance at a top four pick. You know what's funny, Barry? The Lakers record right now, did you see this? What? Is is basically the same as it was last year at this time without LeBron. <laughs> so who the guy who many people call the greatest of all time, by adding him to the Lakers, didn't get them didn't add a single win to that team. Right. Well, he had a fantastic reverse alley-oop dunk tonight he looked uh like the lebron of young and they won so maybe they're gonna put together some wins here who knows not very likely but (laughs) who knows but don't worry yet ben right barry don't worry no ben that's not what you want to worry about there's plenty other shit to worry about you worried about lebron and the lakers the knicks fans don't have enough to worry about and let me tell you if the lakers did somehow get zion they're not going to keep him. They're going to trade him to get LeBron some help. Because LeBron's only got three years. He doesn't have time. You know, even a player like Zion, you know, I, I don't know if it's necessarily going to translate to the NBA year one. And LeBron, he needs to win. We also have Mario who called in. Hi, Craig. Hi, Barry. This is Mario from Jersey. Just to clear the air, I was just busting your chops, man. I heard you. I heard Craig saying that he was so upset that he said Barry hundreds of times each episode and, and Barry never said his name. I was just trying to make to have fun, you know, didn't mean to ruin your weekend. Doesn't take a lot, by the way, but I understand because it's a hard next life. So my question for you guys, um, how do you think the rest of the league uh, sees Nilikina, the GMs and, and you know, other organizations? Because I keep hearing about, you know, the Knicks packaging him to get AD or to move up on the trade, but I don't know. I mean, not only his game regressed, and now there's a little history with the injuries, and I was just wondering what you guys think, what you guys think, you know, his stock is around the league. All right, guys, keep it up. Love the show. Bye. All right, so every time Mario calls in, we're going to have to talk about the fucking name thing. Yeah, don't don't even address it because I'm over it. All right, so so there have been rumors this week that the Knicks are going to explore trading Frank on draft day for maybe some sort of late first round pick. Have you heard those? What's that? What's that sound mean? <laughs> that sound no way no way Frank is getting a number 1 pick. 
You know what I'm saying? Frank, Frank, I think actually that Frank can get you a very high first round, a very low first round pick. I, I don't see it. I don't see any team giving up a first round pick, even if it's a low first round pick I, for Frank Nilakina. Not for not, not off. Yeah, I, I I don't see it happening. He's still 20. He was picked in the top not, 10. Not unless you package something else along with him. But if it's just Frank on his own, straight up. I don't think it's there happening. have been teams who have been interested in him, like San Antonio, Orlando, Phoenix. Interest is one thing, but a first rounder for him, I, I don't think it's happening. I mean, he hasn't played like a first round pick. Well, he's played like a late, late, late first round pick. You could say that. Well, I mean, odds are odds. Yeah, sure. There's plenty of people, plenty of late picks that don't amount to anything. Sure. And that's what I'm saying Frank has done, which does not amount to anything. I don't think they're getting that for him. I personally don't understand why we would even trade Frank for a late, late first-round pick at all anyway. Even if you could get that, he's still on his rookie deal. Unless they're just totally convinced that he's not it. Maybe they, maybe they will get Kyrie, and they're not going to need a Frank. They're not going to need Dennis Smith Jr. They're not going to need Moutier. So they're going to want to get some sort of asset for him, maybe. I mean, maybe they just know that I mean, may, they could be right. Maybe Frank is not. Barry, am I going to say this right now? Maybe Frank is not our point guard of the future. <gasps> Blasphemy. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, maybe he's not the right fit for the Knicks. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's just not it. Maybe he's not the kind of style that Fizdale wants to play. Maybe he just sucks. I don't know. The one problem that there is with Frank, which I will admit to, is the fucking injury thing. That's his problem. That's his one problem. It doesn't, it the doesn't fact, matter. His field goal percentage isn't his problem. It's his no, injury. that's a problem. That's his one problem. That's a problem, but we can all hope that improves since he's only 20. But the fact that he cannot stay healthy and the slightest fucking groin tweak can put him out for fucking 20 plus games, and this is not the first time he's injured his fucking groin, is a problem. That is a problem. Doesn't matter how good he ever gets. Doesn't matter if he somehow blossomed into a nine point game, nine points a game, four assist man. <laughs> See how I did that? That would be him blossoming. <laughs> None of that matters if he can't stay on the court, dude. He has had injury problems in these first two years. For sure. If he doesn't play for the rest of the season, they're going to have a really hard time moving him for anything. And they'd be selling him at his lowest point, which I just totally wouldn't get either. I don't know. I almost forget Frank's on the team. He's been out for so long. And like I said, when we traded Chris Dapps, like that, that like warmed me up to being able to handle anything. That's true. So what do you think? Frank going to be on the team next season? My magic eight ball right here says not likely. I have a funny feeling this entire team is going to be different. Aside from a few key young pieces. Yep. 
Robinson, Trier, Knox. I think they're going to keep DSJ. I think they're happy that they got him in that deal. Dotson's not safe. Because if you got somebody that's maybe worth a little something, you got him. If you need to move him for something to get over here. So, yeah. I mean, there could potentially be four players that remain constant going on to next year's team. Although Lance, Nick, Lance, Lance seems to not be able to go anywhere. So sorry, I think if, we're stuck if, with Lance Thomas until the day he retires. The lottery is sometime in May, mid-May. I think it's May 14th. If we somehow ended up with, let's say, the... Let's say the 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 third pick. Or you know what? Let's say the fourth pick. Okay? Yeah. Would you trade the fourth pick? A future unprotected first round pick. And Kevin Knox. And Frank Nilakina. To move into the top two. Not necessarily number one, but let's say number two. Oh, um, I think I would. Because Me too. I'm not going to miss <laughs> Nilakina, right? Um, future first round pick. I mean, we've got a lot of those piled up already. I'm not going to miss that. So I'm essentially trading Knox for probably R.J. Barrett. Yeah, I would do that. Knox the four. Yeah, well, Knox, the another four, pick, another future first round pick, and Nilakina. Yeah, but again, we're not seeing Nilakina do anything anyway. Is what I'm saying. Right, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, that I would do. I could see the Knicks doing something like that. Yeah, it's, but still, you you got to get another team to bite on that, which I guess. I think that would be tempting for a team to just move back two spots and get Knox, who still <laughs> it depends full of on potential. the team. It, it depends on the team. Um, that's a, that's a, that's going to be hard for another team to make. Let's see what happens. We got time. And until the lottery and until the free agency, this is the kind of shit we're probably going to be talking about. As long as Barry can get his shit working over there. Mm. Mm. All right, guys, you know how to reach us. It's a hard life at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at hard life. Follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. Hoes be licking my nuts like stamps. Uh, you can call us 516 <laughs> Do I have to even What? Barry I'm gonna burn Your fucking house down I heard that, that I heard that lyric that a In a song yesterday I, Oh thank you It was a joke Good. <laughs> I heard that lyric In a song yesterday It was poetry Alright guys Call us 516-33 Mesh 1 516-336-3741 Barry give us The very special schedule Very special schedule There's only one game Remaining this week and only one game that matters that's right I mean, and, and hopefully you're going to be watching it with us live at John this Sullivan's this is the last time we can, we're gonna, we can tell you guys that this is happening this is it it's this Friday it's make or break Barry join <laughs> what us what else is there to say join, join us you know, you know, where, you know where I'm going to be Saturday night I'm going to be catching the Westchester Knicks they're, in, they're at the Coliseum Saturday I'll be there don't confuse everyone we're talking about Friday right now <laughs> Are you going to be drunk Friday? 
Um, I'm gonna be drunk Friday. Are you driving in? Um, taking the train in. So you could. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Alright guys, that's gonna do it. Alright man. gonna do it for the fucking show. It's late. I wanna go to bed. Super late. What do you think Barry? Was this a good show? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell knows? Every us, fucking let show, <laughs> let every know. fucking show we finish, guys, and I, either me or Barry are very unhappy with what we just did. Well, and we get more listeners every show, so that's good. <laughs> These I don't people think aren't I'm tuning very, out. I don't know if I don't think I'm happy with tonight. <laughs> you know what? I didn't even want to do it tonight, but we battled through. We did. When right, are we dude. getting that? When are we getting that ad, bro? <laughs> don't we have that ad? Oh, coming? that ad, dude. Yeah, we have like a, we have our first real ad that's supposed to be happening, and they're this like is the dragging their shit. feet. <laughs> we signed the contract. We provided all the information. It's supposed to, we should have started like two weeks ago. We might even be already getting paid for it, Barry. I've never seen such dysfunction <laughs> at a company. Th- these people email me on like a Saturday at like two a.m. asking me a question. They were like, "What? What do you want your promo code to be?" You know, how should we pay you, whatever. And then I write them back, like, last Monday, I give them all the information. No response for an entire week. And when I emailed them back last Monday, I was like, guys, we're doing the show tonight. I don't know if you want us to to promote in the show, but if you do, get it to us. Whole week goes by, nothing. This Monday. And this was the the time period that they were going to be paying us. This Monday, I'm like, Kevin, Kevin, what's going on? Do you want... Where's the? I need information to be able to promote. I need to know what to say. I need to know what, how to read the ads, what the promo code is. We're doing a show this week. If you want to get in the show, dude, that was Monday again. Still nothing. It's Wednesday. I don't know if it's ever gonna happen. Well, that'd be disappointing. <laughs> that would suck. I was looking forward to making some money. <laughs> I was looking forward to just reading some ads and you know finding more ways to be stupid. <laughs> all right dude all right guys uh, this is enough this is a hard nick's life it is it's hard nick's life god bless you nick's fans yeah it's, it's almost, almost over, over. <laughs> it's almost we will, over we will get through it together yeah. good night good night thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.